Undercover Carson, secret agent. Operation Death Ray, an assignment in Rio. Major Aubrey Dent had dropped in from London. To all intents and purposes, he was on a holiday in Rio de Janeiro, just as I was there as the representative for a British meat importing firm. With him, he brought the information that one of the six scientists who originally shared the secret of the death ray was in Rio, a consulting engineer, a Scot. Angelo, Sir Giles Davenport's servant, was already out following up that lead. Meanwhile, at Sir Giles' apartment, Aubrey Dent and I had finalised the arrangements of what was to be a general check-up on all those suspected of working against us. It was almost heinous to suspect creatures like Faye Corelli, Hetty Fitzhenry and Helena Jansen. Everything set, Carson? Uh, more or less, Sir Giles. First, we have lunch with Hetty Fitzhenry. Ah, yes, the American bird painter. It hasn't been my luck to meet the young lady, Dent, but from the way I noticed Carson cooing into the phone, I take it that she has something more than... Dazzling red hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the uh, names don't ring a bell. Uh, I'm afraid not, Sir Giles. As I said, I have a good memory for faces, and I've seen many of the known agents, although quite a few only from a distance. Well, old man, I can assure you that if you've ever seen either Mademoiselle Kirelli or Miss Jensen, our other two feminine suspects, you'll remember instantly where. Uh, they, they really are stunners. Mm, could even imagine Carson selling out the whole show to him. Oh, perish the thought, sir. <laughs> but um, what about this Doville fellow? Oh, meeting him later in the day. Quiet place for drink. Uh, Mademoiselle Carilli at night? So, at the White Tulip. Oh, to be hoped, it really is a cut of El Rocco. He didn't say why she switched, did he? Mentioned that the loud dressers were getting her down. You know, old chap, I feel that she must be dash clever to be so constantly alluring. Oh, did you say that? Only thinking a while back that Helena Jansen must be clever in her way, too. Keeping up that rather icy front. Not quite so convincing at times. Oh, that's the thing, Carson. Uh, what arrangements have you made to see her? Oh, intend drifting into that antique shop of hers in the uh, Rua de Uvidor. Aubrey, being the wide-eyed tourist that he is, <laughs> he'll need some special curio to take back. My eyes get wider and wider when I hear what's been going on here. Uh, we've had quite a time, I tell you. Yes, yeah, so it seems. But, um, Bruce, didn't you say you suspected this Jansen woman was behind the tip-off that enabled you to rescue the Giles? Mm, I'm almost certain. Angelia received a call telling us to find Galveo. That would lead us on to Sir Giles. Which it most fortunately did. Now, the voice was American. That wasn't Hetty Fitzhenry. I believe it was Helena trying to sound like Hetty. Oh, that brings you to that. Shortly before this mysterious phone call came through, I had been to see Helena. She's normally very calm and collected, but... She seemed greatly disturbed when I let it be known that Sir Giles was missing. Hmm, makes it interesting. Anyway, how soon do we start? Ooh, might as well get along now. Um, don't like leaving you, Sir Giles. Well, good heavens, Carson, I'm a grown man. Uh, but you have had rather a grueling time. Well, I'll rest here by the phone. I'm hoping Angelo won't be too long in coming to light with something. <laughs> but I would never have imagined one of our scientists to be a Scot. Mm, odd, that. Mm. However, shall we... Um... Ready when you are, Bruce? Right. First, we look over Hetty. Well, good luck to you both. And do give me a tinkle if anything comes to light. Well, it's been a darn good lunch, Bruce. <laughs> 
Better than eating along that jungle trail with those sweet little man-eating piranha fish waiting in the streams, huh? <laughs> so, Hedy. So, <laughs> that always gets me, you old staccato fox. Fox? Me? Oh, well, no need to mutter to that monstrous pipe you're chewing. You are a fox, and you know it. Uh, how so? How so? <laughs> Listen, Aubrey, uh, I can call you Aubrey. Oh, surely. This Carson character must be getting scared of me when he brings you along for protection. Scared? <laughs> Why should I be selfish and keep you to myself when other chappies who likes of Aubrey are dying to meet and admire you? Mm, there's a bit of blarney about this Carson character at times. But let him take good warning that I'm a mighty determined type, and I'll get you alone. <laughs> oh, it's that wild Fitzhenry blood tingling again. Oh, quit looking at that wristwatch. Well, hate to appear rude or such like. But oh, uh... I know, I know. You're taking your tourist buddy along to meet the great Doville. Well, don't let him talk you into any strange journeys. How's that? You know. Him being in that travel agency, always on the job for clients. But don't get the fidgets. I'll just check the war paint and bonnet, and then we'll be off. It's been really grand meeting you, Aubrey. No, Carson, no question about it. I've never seen Miss Fitzhenry, nor have I heard about her. Mm, strange things happened on that so-called bird-watching expedition when she decided to come along. You were saying, though she's strong-willed... <laughs> Say that again. Well, it's difficult to imagine her as a painter of birds. Mm, it is rather at times, but she can paint them, old chap. Quite uh -huh. dazzling. Mm, nose of feathers. <laughs> Here's our next bird coming now. The devil. Sir. Oh, there you are, old boy. Haven't been waiting too long, I hope. Oh, time's nothing when you're in holiday mood. I've uh, called off work on Aubrey's behalf, but... Oh, introductions. Aubrey Dent, uh, Roger Deville. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? Been in Rio before? First time. Not here for long. It's only a short visit. Can't get away from my London rabbit warren for too long. <laughs> <laughs> you really should make a sweeping tour of Latin America. Uh, Hetty warned us about that. Said you'd try to sell us round-the-world ticket or something. <laughs> I'll wring her lovely neck if she just doesn't watch out. Uh, but will you excuse me just a second? I must call the office. Oh, go right ahead. Uh, but uh, what do you have? Oh, line me up a scotch, old chap. I'll be right back. Good. Well, Aubrey? Sorry, Bruce. Can't place him. Yeah, two blanks. Oh, well, better luck, perhaps, with Helena Jensen. Uh, another scotch, if you don't mind. Thanks. We spent quite some time with Roger Deville. The fellow was very sure of himself. I wasn't altogether sure that I'd grown out of a faint disliking of him that dated back to school days in England. We parted company with the usual arrangements to meet again. Then we wandered down the Rua de Uvidor. Drew a blank of a different sort. Helena was out for the day. So, next call was much later, at Blanca Tulipa, the white tulip. Monsieur Bruce, seeing that you have arrived, I give the inspired dance. <laughs> Always is, my dear. But uh, Aubrey's got a day or two in this lovely city. Couldn't allow him to miss its loveliest attraction. Mm. You make my blood dance, Monsieur Bruce. <laughs> I suffer from the same complaint myself when you're around. Mm -hmm. uh, Monsieur Aubrey, you know Monsieur Bruce in London? Huh? Oh, yes, yes. How long for? Oh, seven or eight years. You have the same business? Same business. Uh, meat importing, old chap. Oh, there. <laughs> yes, I fear so. I can 
cannot imagine Monsieur Bruce in that kind of job. Especially when he is so gay and, and such a magnet for the most mysterious sort of trouble. Oh, nothing out of the ordinary. Oh, but Monsieur Bruce, such things happen to you. I often lie awake at night puzzling. What is all the reason for it? Oh, but I suppose I must go and prepare myself for the dance. Uh, though I have the new costume here, there is so very little to prepare. <laughs> well, this I could make some comment. Howsoever, we shall be watching, enraptured as usual. I hope Monsieur Aubrey will not be disappointed. I feel quite certain I won't. And then I go. But straight after the dance, I come back. Ah, me. Lovely creature. I must hand that to you, Bruce. But as for seeing her before... Well? No. Yeah. Never set eyes on this one, either. Never. As Sir Giles said, one couldn't forget. Oh, well, we'll make a night of it here and see what the morrow holds with the fair Helena. There you are, Mr. Dent. Oh, thank you. I'm so pleased I've been able to provide you with something suitable. And I feel sure your wife will be most contented with the bracelet. It's one of the loveliest pieces I've ever had in the shop. Oh, so, thought so myself. You're a man of many parts, Mr. Carson. How so? Pipes, ancient weapons, birds, even an authority on period jewellery. Oh, just take an interest in general. Well, I must thank you for taking this interest in me. Hmm? How do you mean? By bringing in such a generous customer as Mr. Dent. How else would I mean? Oh, oh yes, follow now. <laughs> Dull of me. There's nothing else I can do for you, is there, gentlemen? Uh, no, Miss Jensen. We depart two satisfied customers. On our way, old chap. Right. Let me show you to the door. No, thank you. And do have a good trip back to England, Mr. Dent. Oh, thank you. Very nice of you. And, of course, I'll be seeing you again, Mr. Carson. Oh, imagine so, but uh, cheers for the present. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Miss Jensen. Well, Aubrey? Struck oil this time. So. Where can we sit down and talk it over? Oh, cool place, handy. Follow me. We tried to saunter through the gay and busy crowds that endlessly throng such small thoroughfares. I was in a ferment of suspense. Of course, all along I'd reason to suspect Helena, yet I was now aware that there was a growing hope within me that she might be proved a friend. There was a big shock awaiting me when at last Aubrey Dent and I found a cool corner to sip our cool drinks and talk things over. Yes, Bruce, one swift glance was quite enough. Yes, rather since then. But um, who she belong to? I can only surmise uh, who she's with at the moment. But it'll undoubtedly surprise you to hear that five or six years ago she was working in Europe with us. Great heavens. Yes, a British agent, Bruce. Uh, then that may account why she went out of her way to help us locate Sir Giles. That's very much open to doubt. You see, we dropped her after we discovered she'd been double-dealing. Helena double-dealing? Yeah, I know, I know. The one impression you get from that woman, it's that she's quite straight. Exactly. But she was double-dealing. And the other crowd might well be described as the least honourable and most ruthless bunch in the international field. Quite a blur. Yes, be warned. Oh, of course, of course. Well, best we hasten back to Sir Giles' apartment. They say this will come as something of a shock to him, too. It is, Carson, it is indeed. However, in this game, one should never be surprised. Well, understood, Sir Giles, but double-dealing hardly seems the type. The history of espionage is studied, or should I say pockmarked, with similar situations. And there's no question about this woman. Actually, I was on the European assignment to watch her, south of France. Oh, don't doubt you for one moment, Orby, old chap. It's still a great surprise. Well, gentlemen, in the case of Miss Jensen, we are forewarned. But to news more favourable to us. The start on Gelo has been anything but idle. He's got something on our Scott. Indeed. Has his city address, floor of building, 
precise position of his office. <laughs> What's so funny, Sir John? He's all very odd, Carson. We are told he's a Scot, yet his name is Zorowski. Zorowski? Yes. Well, that's more in line with what we were expecting of our scientists. Indeed. And you take it from there. Though I rather fancy you are due to meet an odd bird this time. <laughs> a Scot with a name like Zorowski. <laughs> Time we had something to amuse us in the grim and shadowy struggle that was not amusing to learn about Elena Jensen. And friend Zorowski was not doomed to play any light-hearted part in Operation Death Ray. Mm-hmm.